0: In every one of the different traditions that I've met in my life, and I was, as you say, very privileged uh, meeting many, uh, all of them say uh, gratitude, grateful living. Uh, that is really uh, the core of our tradition. The, the Muslims say that, uh, the Jews say that, uh, the Hindus say it, the Buddhists say it. Uh,
1: And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to this amazing episode with Brother David steindl Rust. It's a great honor for me to be able to do this, and I'm really happy that he has accepted my, my invitation. So, my first question for you, Brother David, is, what is the gratefulness of life? Well,
0: Sometimes people, when they hear the word gratefulness, think first of all of saying thank you. Uh, There's some truth to that, but in the context of grateful living, that could be misleading. The first and most important inner gesture that you have to make uh, to live gratefully is to trust life. We are free as human beings to trust life or to distrust life. If we distrust life, we can try it. It leads to every problem that we possibly can think of and doesn't give us anything. If we trust life, trust means we are not sure, but we trust. And if we trust, Everything goes well. It is very much like the interaction between two human beings. If you meet the other one with trust, it will work, regardless how the other one is. It will at least work better than if you meet them with distrust. And so a grateful living is, first of all and foremost, to go into the day, to go into life, and to trust that this will bring you what you need not necessarily what you want but what you need to grow to find
1: fulfillment and to find joy amazing and um, what did the, the word teach you about gratitude sometimes
0: the most difficult experience in our life teach us the best and the most and What the war, and my experience in war, taught me was that if you, as I said, go into life trustfully, life will not disappoint you. Uh, In many ways, uh, it was what you would call disappointment. If your friends die and are killed next to you, uh, if the bombs destroy your home, uh, if the bombs destroy your city, and and, and, uh, and that is very, very painful. But even those painful experiences show us, not at the moment, but when we look back on, on them, that they were the beginning of something new when in the forest the tree falls uh, new life grows out of it and in a similar sense uh, in in our human life when something is destroyed new life grows out of it and if we distrust it and that expresses itself in fear then we put out our bristles and get stuck in this now, the space in which we are, as now the tight spot, as we call it, but if we trust, we go through it as a uh, little baby goes through the birth canal and are born into a new life. It's painful, it's difficult, uh, but that's what the war showed me, and that's what all my painful and difficult experiences in life have shown me the lead. To a new birth,
1: if you trust. This is if wonderful. You
0: don't, you trust.
1: <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And um, you talk about a revolution, a different kind of revolution, uh, a revolution through gratitude. How do you see the world after this revolution? Well, uh, it's a little.
0: Uh, provocative to use the word revolution, uh, and it might again be misleading because I'm not talking about the kind of revolution that we normally talk about, which simply means that the power pyramid uh, changes, the people that sit on top uh, are toppled, and the ones that are on the bottom get to the top, but nothing else changes. I speak of a, that is the normal picture of revolution I speak of a kind of revolution uh, in which the whole power pyramid is dismantled and turned into a network of networks uh, and that means that the very concept of revolution is revolutionized and and that is what we need today because the power pyramid in the form in which we, it determines our society and our civilization today has no future. It, it has come to its end. And in that sense it, it needs to be dismantled. It has come to its end because, basically because, I mean, there's thousands of problems and causes that you could name but maybe the the one point on which everything hinges is that we live with a mentality of unlimited growth in on a planet that is limited. And that is impossible. And from there comes all our the injustice that we do to the environment. It comes overpopulation. Uh, it comes... Uh, Injustice in society, in in economics, the big gap between the poor and the rich, all that stems from our idea that somehow we can have unlimited growth on a limited planet. And uh, so the real revolution, the real change has to take place in our thinking, in our awareness not externally if we can um, and therefore schools are so important and education is so important When but we have people who understand uh, how they are related to one another and to the planet we will have a different society a different economics and a different world and it will be a
1: world of peace Wow I totally agree and I'm, I'm really curious how you, how you see this world being, like, in, I don't know, maybe 50 years when many people, many more people will practice gratitude constantly. How, how do you see that world? How will uh, the world, uh, the people relate and everything? Well, um, we could start
0: from the world how it is now and compare and the world that is now is driven by fear. Uh, this, I mentioned the pyramid, the power pyramid, the ones on top and the higher on top, the more are fearful that they can be toppled from the top. Uh, so out of fear, they become violent. The ones, so we have violence in the world. A little further down, they are trying to get ahead and higher up. So we get uh, a rivalry uh, between people. And everybody is afraid that there is not enough for everybody, and rightly so, because <laughs> at the rate at which we are growing, uh, 200,000 people a day Every day, 200,000 new people on this earth. The way we are growing, (laughs) there isn't enough for all. And therefore, people get greedy. If you change now through grateful living, through this attitude of trust, if you change your fear into trust, out of violence becomes non-violence. You don't have to be violent if you don't fear the other one. Out of rivalry becomes cooperation. Uh, And out of um, uh, greed becomes sharing. So the world that I envisage will be a trusting world where people trust one another, trust life, trust the environment, and out of this trust create Nonviolence, uh, cooperation, and
1: sharing. And that is what we dream of, that's what we hope of. I think everybody wants that. <laughs> Definitely. I, I certainly do. And I think it will be, and uh, it is becoming a, a more beautiful world, and uh, cooperation and nonviolence will be something that uh, will just blossom in this world. So... I'm happy to hear
0: you say that because young people have to say that. Uh, Young people have to have this hope and this trust. And hope uh, is something different from our hopes. Uh, Hope is... Yes, the hopes are always things that we can imagine. We imagine the future. But hope is more than imagining something. Hope is... Openness for surprise, so that when, even when the, what we imagine is shattered, we are open for the unimaginable. Oh, this is not working well, something else will work uh, even better.
1: Exactly. And that's what people need, and that's why I'm happy <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> it is my pleasure, and uh, what I feel is that indeed. Gratefulness is very helpful in in this process because, like you said, even if uh, the hopes don't don't match up with reality, in time, by being grateful, you can recreate that hope and uh, make it into something even more beautiful.
0: Yes, but of course you have to practice that. Uh, And just like every other spiritual practice, you have to do it methodically. And the simple method that we propose for grateful living is that you train yourself again and again in the course of your day to stop, look, and go. You have to stop because otherwise you will be just carried along by the, the speed of life and uh, you have, it carries you. You are not doing anything. You are just being swept along. So, you have to stop. But this need only be a, a split second. Shortest moment, you stop. You look, what is the opportunity that this moment offers me? What does life want from me right now? For, that is, for instance, in this moment when we are talking to one another, attention to you, uh, readiness, um, aliveness. What does life want from me at this moment? And then, do it because it's not enough to know, you have to do it. So, over and over again in the kitchen when you're cutting your carrots or making a soup, moment just momentarily stop so that you don't do it automatically. Nothing that you do automatically gives you joy. So, you do it consciously. Stop for a moment, consciously. What am I doing now? Oh, I'm cooking a soup. Hmm, smells good. I do it with attention, I do it with love for the people to whom I'm cooking it. It makes like a completely different way of life, and that is great for living. Stop, look forward. This, this is fun. wonderful.
1: <laughs> this is wonderful, and I've been experimenting with this, and uh, I, I've i lived it, and I know that your words are true, and I know the difference between doing things on automatically and actually enjoying them and being aware of the smells of the uh, of the colors of uh, the the way things feel that's just a whole nother experience and i think this is the gratefulness of life that you that you speak about right very true
0: very true gratefulness gratefulness in the sense of being grateful and thankful leads you to that great fullness of life, which otherwise you miss if you just pass it by, take it for granted, automatically pass it by. I hope that many young people will do what you
1: so convincingly uh, affirm. I'm working on it. (laughs) So uh, one thing that I love uh, about gratitude, I love many things about gratitude, but one thing that I love is that I found it in many religions and spiritual faiths. And I know that you have done some, some work on uh, building bridges between uh, faiths and religions. Um, what have you learned about gratitude from other pers- perspectives, from other spiritual practices or religions? In every one of the different
0: traditions that I've met in my life, and I was, as you say, very privileged, uh, meeting many, uh, all of them say uh, gratitude, grateful living. Uh, that is really uh, the core of our tradition. The, the Muslims say that, uh, the Jews say that, uh, the Hindus say it, the Buddhists say it. Uh, And each one brings a little slightly different uh, accent to it. So in uh, Judaism, for instance, it would be the personal aspect. uh, The the one great insight of the Jewish tradition of the Hebrew Bible is not that there is one God. That is... uh, First of all, it only slowly develops in the course of the Hebrew tradition, and secondly, other traditions have also had it. That's a misunderstanding. The great uh, insight of the Hebrew Bible is God speaks. That this this mystery with which every tradition is confronted and which some of them call God uh, is personally related to me. That is the great uh, insight of the Jewish tradition. And therefore, uh, even for people who are just nominally Jews, uh, gratefulness tends to have this uh, element, grateful living is this element of a personal, uh, personal relatedness. The universe personally gives it to me. And there's a great truth in that 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 we all have to to learn. Uh, If you take for instance Buddhism first of all there you don't even have the the notion of God so it's a very different approach. Uh, What there is emphasized in grateful living is right now it takes place. Not somewhere else, here and now, be in the present moment, be really present here, now, and then if you are present to the moment, to life at this present moment, you are grateful, you are open, you, you you can't say this yes, this yes to life. You can only say it at this present moment. So don't be ahead with your thoughts and your plans somewhere else and you're not really pleasant. Or hang on to the to the past and, uh, and fear, uh, oh, all the things that have been done to me, I'm a victim, oh, how beautiful it was in the past and I've lost it all. Be present here now, not in the future, not in the past. And if you are present, you are meeting life as it is. And that is great for living with trust, with that great yes. And so each one of the traditions, you could say, has their own special gift. And it is helpful to us to meet members of other traditions. We should really make an effort to meet them socially. Uh, just as acquaintances at work or wherever meet them and listen a little bit how do they show themselves grateful to life how do they say their yes to the present moment and to all that, that is given to us that can enrich each one of us
1: I truly believe that and I truly believe that um, the universal truths like, like gratitude like love You can find them in in any tradition. And like you said, even if they are uh, slightly different from one tradition to another, uh, the essence of them is still there. And you can totally feel them. You can totally relate to them. And I think it's one of the things that you can rely on, knowing that this is a truth that you can believe and that you can live each and every day of your life.
0: Yes. This basic human spirituality uh, that expresses itself in this tradition and that tradition uh, is our common heritage. And things, as you say, like grateful living or trust or love or hope, uh, they are part of that basic human spirituality with which every child is born and that uh, Just needs to be cultivated, and under love, I don't uh, um, by love I don't mean some uh, uh, emotional uh, attitude. It is more related to the will. Um, It's very nice if some pleasant emotions come with it, especially when we are in love or so. But love uh, is much, much wider. And wherever we find genuine love, it is what we have just been talking about, saying yes to belonging, limitless yes to belonging to the whole universe. And, of course, to all other human beings and to the plants and to the animals and when we belong to one another we will behave completely differently to us lovingly that's what it means
1: exactly exactly I love uh, what you what you say when you talk about um, Thanksgiving I know that you have uh, a certain definition about Thanksgiving and it's uh, it's something that most people people don't think about. So, how do you see thanksgiving?
0: When you say thank you, you are not giving something. Uh, When you pay or when you trade something, then you give something. When you say thank you, you give yourself. It is almost like saying, I have nothing to give you, nothing better to give you, I give you myself.
1: And that is when I say thank you.
0: (laughs) Maybe you had...
1: Uh, yeah, this, this is great. This is on the same idea. I know that you've been talking about uh, the fact that gratefulness is something that we do mostly on the inside. And thanksgiving is uh, giving thanks to others, giving the gratefulness, spreading it around and spreading it to other people.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's an African proverb that I like very much that says uh, thankfulness, or great thanks, is what the hearts give. Giving is what the heart does. The hands let only go. The hands let go, but the heart is giving. Thankfulness. Uh, And and the image that I like to use is that of a vessel that is filling up. When we uh, have this experience of, of somebody gives us something or we experience something very beautiful, and gratefulness is rising in our hearts, it feels as if inside of us a vessel was filling up and filling up quietly and then comes the moment when it overflows. And that first phase that right, just gets fuller and fuller, I call that gratefulness. And then when it overflows, I call it thankfulness. thankfulness. Uh, and then it uh, gets glitters in the sun and it makes beautiful noises, the water that flows down. Uh, that the two belong together. Uh, but uh, we will need to cultivate gratefulness so that our thankfulness will be genuine. And we can cultivate it by uh, not making the vessel bigger and bigger because then it will never flow over. With us, what happens is when it just wants to flow over in joy and grand, uh, and thanksgiving, uh Advertising comes and tells us, no, no, there's something better or bigger, or you need something else. And instead of overflowing with joy, you just make the vessel bigger, 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 and it never overflows. So you have to be very careful. Uh, in countries where people have very, very little, much less than most of us, uh, they lift truly grateful and joyful because their vessel is so small that the smallest drop makes it overflow. We see that and we are amazed. We get, go to various countries and we say, "Oh, these people are more, joy, more joyful than in the affluent society." Yes, because they their little bowl overflows soon.
1: I love this analogy and I think it's so powerful and uh, such a great way of seeing it visually and understanding how how we can uh, enjoy the gratefulness of life when, when we see our vessel as being filled with gratitude. I love it. I love it. So um, could you share with us what are you grateful for right now? right now that i have the opportunity
0: to uh, talk with you and that uh, through you i'm meeting so many other young people uh, that come to and listen to what you have to say to them and share it with them and i'm grateful for this technology on which uh, Millions of people have been working and inventing things which I could never invent. And there's this technology that makes all that possible. Uh, I'm here in Argentina, out in the Pampas, in nowhere. I don't know exactly where you are, where are you?
1: I'm in Romania.
0: In Romania, there you are in Romania. I love Romania. (laughs) Thank you. visit there once and I was traveling quite a bit and I a very good friends there. It's a wonderful country. So we are thousands of miles apart and we are talking as if we were sitting on the other side of the table. It's, it's wonderful. So those are all the things that I'm grateful for right now. I'm also grateful that I'm in Argentina and not in Austria where I would normally be at this time of year because I would be freezing there and getting- <laughs> warm and nice it's summer here and
1: winter in Austria so there are thousands of things to be for. that's so beautiful that's so beautiful thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom your gratitude with us it has been a huge huge honor for me thank you so much
0: thank you very much and I wish you the very best for your work and many blessings on all the people that look Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.